Oh, yeah. Back at it. Joshua Project Podcast. Number two with friends. With friends. Yes. Guess who our friend is today? Jason Bain looks over his shoulder. It's Jason Bain. Jason Bain calling in from? The wonderful uh, sunshine state of Hawaii. Oh, man. Hey, it's almost 60 degrees in Montana today, so I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. Yeah, you're only, you know, 20 degrees behind us. So, Jason, how long have you been on the rock? Uh, We've been in Hawaii since um, a little bit before September, end of August. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Not quite local status, but you're there. Um, I can almost say some of our uh, names correctly now. W's are pronounced like a V. There's a tip right there. There's a tip. tip. It's not Hawaii, it's Hawaii. Yes, man, look at you. I know, legit. All all low hot out. Low hot out. Haven't put on a pair of shoes and... No, you, you you never put shoes on. You only put you only wear slippers. You got your nice slippers for Sunday, and you got your beach slippers, and you got your out in town slippers. Yes, I often refer to my flip flops um, as flippers. <laughs> yeah, no, they're slippers. Yeah. yeah. Everyone goes, "What's a slipper? What do you? It's not something you wear around your house. Okay, it's a fashion accessory. It is. Yeah." Um, tell us a little bit about your church there in Hawaii. Yeah, so uh, we have uh, sort of landed, if you will, at uh, First Presbyterian Church of Honolulu. Ironically, not lo- no longer located in Honolulu. They're located over here near us in Kaneohe. Um, wonderful church. Um, not as Presbyterian traditionally as you might think. Uh, they're very, um, I, I, maybe I'll stop short of the pop culture term of spirit-filled, but the, um, I think if you walk in the door, you will sense Holy Spirit immediately. So they're a very healthy church, wonderful church. Hey, here we are in um, the coronavirus times of our life. New world. Dude, tell us what, what are you guys doing for church? I mean... You know, okay, so here I'm struggling with this, okay? Just be honest with you. We are uh, thrust into this world we knew nothing of, online church. Um, It seems like everybody is doing that. That's what the church is doing now. I would imagine that you guys are doing it. In fact, I know because I watched some of your guys' services, you guys are doing an excellent job. Well, yeah, kudos to I guess before I get into my frustrations here, um, tell us what is your church doing uh, yeah. in this epidemic? Yeah, so what they're doing is uh, they we um, on a Sunday have three services. They have uh, condensed that down. I think they're just doing two, if I'm not mistaken. And then um, normally they've got three children's sessions um, associated with um, one associated with each service and they're doing one children's session on a Sunday. So the kids uh, get together, they get to see their friends from Sunday school and they do it at one time, nine 30 over zoom on Sunday. And then the church services, of course, not over zoom. They do a uh, more like streaming um, 
online streaming thing, similar to what you're doing, Bryce, actually. So that is really cool, man. I dig the fact that they still have like a special service for the kids still. Yeah, they're, they're really being intentional about engaging the kids on a personal level, which I think is really cool. Um, they, we don't, I don't think they have the luxury of doing that. You know, we've got a couple thousand member church. I just don't know how that would translate into for big church, but uh, they're doing a bang up job with the kids. Yeah, that's great. That, that really challenges me um, in, in my role as a pastor of a church of like, what are we doing to reach our kids still? Right. I mean, man, but, Oh, what's that? It's, it's a huge responsibility. I mean, we came to this church two and a half years ago and there were no kids there. And now we have a robust um, mixture of little rascals running around and man, that's the future. Right. We can't forget the kids during this time. Yeah. And I think it's cool that um, churches have the option. Of course you have to engage the parents to get them online, but kids are, I mean, my kids go to school online. So yeah. uh, to, to have parents sign their kids into like a zoom and be able to see their friends uh, that, they're, that they're not able to see in this season um, is really pretty cool. So here's my frustration. Here's what I've been wrestling with the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, it seems like ever since Monday, I've just kind of been like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing okay, cool, we're doing church online and we're still having problems with that. Um, minor yeah. difficulties. But this seems to be the future. I'm no Nostradamus. I don't know how long things are actually going to last. But I'm expecting us to be in this circumstances till at least the end of July. And so it begs to ask the question like are we even doing church right right now like we're pouring into online but mm -hmm. it seems to me like we're only scratching the surface of what we're supposed to be doing with church a new way like what do you want to say into that yeah so i think um ch church the service not church, the, the body, the, the believers, but church, the service. Um, I think we have an opportunity for small churches like yours. I mean, our church already streamed our stuff online. So a big, I don't think big churches are struggling with this. Um, I think the churches that struggle with it more are your small to medium sized church. And when I say that a hundred to maybe 300 people that really didn't have an online initiative but now they have to. And so what I see them doing, for example, my church um, from Maryland and my church from uh, Virginia is that they've just put together a tighter team and they've taken their church online and now they're doing their services online. And, and, and those kinds of churches, I think are doing a really good job. The churches they're struggling. Hold. Uh, sorry, I got little people like we all do. Uh, I think the churches that have the biggest um, boulder to push up a hill is, is churches like yours, where you've got limited resources, limited organic resources, limited economic resources, and limited um, technical resources. So in the, in the midst of those constraints, um, I think what you can do 
I think the important thing is to put these into like doable chunks. So what can you do to effectively get your message out there to your people to, you know, shepherd them, encourage them, you know, do the pastoral thing remotely to the body. And then the, and then how do you engage the people? Because I want like myself, I want to be engaged with like the men from my church and what we're doing is my Saturday morning men's group has a zoom. My Thursday evening men's group has a zoom. And now I'm, now I'm just connecting online with those guys versus, you know, driving up to the church. Um, so I think churches, if like yours, if you don't have um, programs already in place at those times when men ex- and men and women expect to like get together, then I think it's sort of, we got to create those human connections and say yes to them because we're not going to get them uh, in our normal, you know, Sunday venue. Yeah. Just today uh, through um, outreach ministries, I just ordered a yard sign and 12 door Mm. hangers so that I can just let my, my neighbors um, and my community know it's just uh, the the yard sign says neighbors, helping neighbors. Mm. Uh, And then you have a spot where you can put your cell phone, your email address. um, And so I'm encouraging 15 different families from my church to go buy this yard sign and these 12 door hangers for 22 bucks and actually reach our neighborhoods. I think it's rad. I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm over here just going like, what am I supposed to be doing? And I thought, you know what, man, that is just one way that we can meet the people that we're surrounded by. Yeah. It breaks my heart when I see Christians not living out their great commission. Um, if we truly love people, those around us, the way that Jesus did, we would know our neighbors. Hey, look, man, I am not professing to have mastered this. I live next door. I'm looking at the house right now to my neighbors. Um, for all I know, they, they're the ones that brought us over a bag of cookies when we first moved in here. And we have not made, we actually made an attempt, but we have not yet succeeded in connecting to our neighbors whose house I'm looking at right now. We've yeah. connected with the neighbors past them and, and the same thing going this way. Um, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I agree with you, Bryce. We have to be intentional. Um, you know, I live on a cul-de-sac. There's only four houses on our thing. Um, but I have made uh, at least um, a point to be friends with those men. And, you know, we've had a, we have them over. And before we had, you know, the big pandemic thing, um, even since then, um, I've had, we've had Sean and Jazz over for, um, you know, some appetizers before dinner. You know, not a big thing, but, you know, we're, we're connecting with the people in our little micro environment to encourage one another um, and in our faith journey, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I think especially for a time such as this, right. I I really Um, hope and pray that, I mean, especially in light of the fact that here we are in, in passion week uh, tonight at sundown starts Passover. Right. Uh, that's, That's, that's spiritually and emotionally, important to me 
Right. So I'm hoping yeah. we've been forced into this time of solidarity within our own homes that that actually strikes something within the hearts of believers to just desire to go deeper. And I and I sense that too, Bryce. I think there's a pro. I think I have a disconnect personally, and that is. Um, I, I've outsourced my, my faith Super Bowl Sunday. My, you know, Easter is our Super Bowl. Am I, I'm just putting it like in my own. Sure. I've heard that term before. Yeah. So, you know, in my faith, Easter is like my Super Bowl Sunday. However, I have built a tradition in my life that has centered around the going and doing and the consuming of the worship experience at my church. And now I fall now when it, now when that's taken away from me, when, when the, when the thing, the outsourcing of my faith has been taken away. Now I feel like I've fallen flat and I don't even sense the, I don't have that spiritual anticipation for this season right now. And I don't know how to get it back. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty vulnerable. Thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah. That's, that is my hope and my prayer. I actually believe Jason that um, this is a time of great revival. You know, Candace and I uh, came to Livingston, Montana um, from the beach, knowing nothing about the great big sky of Montana because God said that we would be a part of a great revival. Not that, uh, our presence or our, our preaching would be the cause of that, but that we would be a part. I believe that this is the time for that. Um, we mm. will see. You know, I heard this saying the other day. Um, I, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it goes something like this. In times of fear, people thrive. And I thought, wow, man, that's an interesting thing. I think back to like 9-11. Like there was a lot of fear that happened after 9-11. Mm-hmm. But out of that, there was this uniting of people in America that I had never seen in my time before. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. I know for myself, I was... Up until that point, up until 9-11, man, I was uh, very anti-police. I care about firefighters or paramedics. And Mm. then, I don't know, man, something just like that changed in me because of 9-11. And I have an an enormous respect now for uh, the police and for paramedics and firefighters. Um, And and I think that this is going to draw us all back together. Right now, we're all isolated. But I think and I hope and I pray that this time is actually going to draw not just America this time, but the world closer together. I, th- I think I agree with you, and I'm very hopeful for that. Um, I think when we are faced with um, unique times, fear or otherwise 
I think it causes us to evaluate or maybe uh, take some time to think about what we believe. And when we get to the other side of it, we'll have settled something in us about what we believe. So with 9-11, we, we believe we are united beyond, um, in, a, in a greater way than the threat that a, that a single group could um, inflict on us. So we had the, of course, they, we had the attack, but um, I think Americans came and realized, well, we believe we're bigger than this. We believe that, 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 that what, what brings us together is something that's greater than this and that this will not, um, it won't, like it, it can't threaten that. And so we exited that season or we kind of moved through that um, with something that we believed about us as a, as a nation and, and about, you know, um, those that respond in emergencies and things like that. We, we had a new value for all of those things that we believe in. And we became, we came, became united in that. In this season, I think we have a unique opportunity to exit this season um, with a new value for some of the core things that we believe in people of faith. And I think it will, we may find ourselves reach, I hope reaching across the proverbial um, faith aisles, you know, Presbyterian and Baptist saying, well, we're, we stand united in our common faith on the other side of this and we value it. And it is something that uh, when it was, when it was gone, we realized um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I think that fondness, when we turn it towards each other, uh, will come, we'll be on the other side of this more united and more, maybe more loving. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's a great word too. Like Presbyterians, Baptists, everybody. Uh, I believe that we're going to see a uniting of the church, the Catholic church, the universal church, um, the whole throughout this. And, and, and that man, I can kind of dig that man. Um, Oh, I can get behind that too. We don't let doctrinal differences, be the dividing line in the middle of the street in our own communities. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm for that. Well, Hey man, um, one of the things that we've been doing and it's pretty cool to get your text messages at seven o'clock at night is we're praying against this coronavirus every single night, 7 PM mountain time. Um, whatever that translates into your time zone for one minute, we're just asking you to pray with us. 7 p.m. to 7:01. What? And are you pimping? Are you pimping the 7:14? Or are you just pimping 7:01? 7 to 7:01. Yeah, 7 to 7:01. The 7:14. That's a whole other uh, movement that's happening right now. Sure. Um, and 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 7:14 United, um, based out of Second Chronicles. It's a great movement. Um, but we just ask for you if you're listening, join us every night, seven o'clock. Um, I don't care if it's seven o'clock and you translate that into your time zone or if it's seven o'clock your time, but seven to seven Oh one every night we're praying against the coronavirus. Uh, we're praying for God's peace and hope to sweep this, not just the land, but the world. Um, I think it's so easy for us to get caught up in, um, America. And, and, and while I'm for that and not against that, um, we're talking about the world right now. Um, so thanks for joining us, Jason. Um, you're making me pray twice, Bryce. What's up with that? I'm I'm digging these, uh, Joshua project with friend podcast, man. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, anytime the Godfather calls, you uh, you show up. And uh, <laughs> Shane's working on some beats right now. Uh, Sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, man. He's actually demoed a few for me. Hey, who knows? Maybe it'll be at the beginning of this uh, podcast. But the great David Deweese, man, there's a name from the ages. Yeah. We'll put together our first original JP beat. Uh, so I'm excited for the new one coming out to begin and end our podcast. But for now, it's nice. just not goodbye, but aloha. Aloha. Aloha, my friend. I love you. Love you too.